Hey guys, welcome to Who Cares? This is a podcast about a married couple. I'm one of those people in the couple. My name is Patrick and across from me is my wife. That's me. I'm Ross. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Ross is 20 and a half weeks pregnant. We got married three years ago. Uh, In this episode, we talk a lot about recovery, our relationship, and we even talk a little bit about the Kobe Bryant tragedy. Oh God. Don't uh, lead with that. <laughs> it gets a little uncomfortable. Uh, but don't worry. Before we got into that, we talked about politics. So Yes. Uh, We're just hitting the hard topics without much uh, um, research or background. So but enjoy. Who, but who cares? Exactly. That's what this show is all about. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. Who cares? About Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to give you three guesses for why today is very important to <gasps> us as a couple. <gasps> three guesses. February 2nd, 2020. Why is today very important to us as a couple? Three guesses. Do you want me? Okay. Do you want me? (laughs) Do you want me? Okay. (laughs) First guess. It's uh, the first time we ever um, ate a pint of ice cream together into a blackout. You think February 2nd, what, like 2010 we did that or something? Yeah, that was the first time we ever did And you think I would remember that? You said I've got three yeses, right? Oh, so so you know the answer. Jesus Christ. Uh, Uh, That's cute. (laughs) I'm trying to play along, you fucking idiot. You're so cute. I love you. (laughs) All right, what's your second fake guess? My second fake guess is um, the first time... Uh, one of us farted in front of each other. Oh, that's a very good guess because that still hasn't happened yet. Right. No, we really just farted up around <laughs> here. <laughs> fart city. Fart, fart city. Bitch. Le- this week. <laughs> bitch. Fart city. Fart, fart city, bitch. I know. Because he says that. Yes. Uh, well, the song isn't fart city, so because <laughs> he doesn't say that. Uh, this week in farts is a particularly <laughs> developmental one because I did a weird backslide in my sugar addiction. I went out and I bought not one, but two horrible cereals. This week in fart news. <laughs> I, I haven't been eating any breakfast cereal for a couple of years, I think. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I'm stressed. I want to eat. And I, and the price point was right. I was like, I can get two. I can get these two boxes of cereal. Point? Actually, one box, one sack. I one get these, box, one hole. <laughs> one box, Your face. One bowl, one bag of cereal. One many bowl, bowls. One bowl, many one bowls. hole. I can get that for five bucks. One pint of haagen is five bucks. That's one shot. Dunzo. I'm still chipping away at the cereal now. As if... Your trash cereal is has anything to do with ice cream. But like these are two to, different. But back fart to news. farts. <laughs> this cereal really had a dramatic effect on my gas. Should we welcome people to the show? <laughs> Maybe we'll do a an intro before the music. Oh, an intro to the show that we've just like that. It's only the two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I've been farting a lot. Okay, so what's your third guess? The first time P and V met each other in the home of a full bed and a full heart and a full penis. In other words, <laughs> our sex anniversary. Sex Super Bowl Sunday is our sex anniversary, and this is our ninth sex anniversary. Nine Super Bowls ago. Yeah, we. I guess we should have sex today in honor, but I've already decided we're waiting until tomorrow. 
Well, the date of the Super Bowl is a variable date. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because I feel like it was like the sixth or something. Yeah, because it's you know it's the first Sunday in February. It used to be the last Sunday in January, but they pushed it back. So there's wiggle room here, and guys, we are going on. Talk about wiggle room. Oh, you yeah. know what? I mean? Oh, there. Oh, there's wiggle room. We've no, rented no, a wiggle room. No, there's no wiggle room. This thing is. I've got a hog that has no wiggle to it. Hog. Isn't that a horrible word it's for it? Horrible. Yeah, I hate that one. Oh. Hog. Just fucking oinking through. Hog is on one <laughs> end of the spectrum. And then wiener is all the way on the other end of the spectrum. That's true. It's because like if somebody says wiener, it's just like ew. I don't. It's not a wiener. That's there. There is room for. There's wiggle room with a wiener. With a wiener. With, with a, a hog, hog. You're shoving it in there, and it's like. <laughs> and you better have lube because it's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's gonna have like. Uh, it's gonna have like stubble. We ew. <laughs> We got here quick. Yeah. Well, we when we talk about our sex anniversary, we just get romantic. Yes. Farts and hogs. Yeah. That's the title of our next documentary together. Farts and hogs. The Ross, Aaron, <laughs> and Patrick Holbert story. Speaking of documentaries, we didn't even mention last week that we just did some taping for... A new show that might oh. be um, coming out. I don't know when, but supposedly it's going to come out. Uh, I won't say the name of it yet because I actually don't act know. Like <laughs> we didn't sign like an NDA or anything. I don't think we didn't sign anything, and we they want us to send our release forms in, so we should do that. We should do that. Uh, I won't say the name of the show, but it will be on this new network called Quibi. Uh, I don't so, know if it will be. I felt like that was very much a test tape. I know. You keep saying that. I said it once. You No. This you, was twice. That is not true. You've said it multiple times. This is the... You've talked about the sizzle reel theory many, many times. Yeah. I just can't imagine there's a story to what we shot. I think the show is already in production. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we may be on this new network called Quibi about... Our sexuality, our relationships, relationship situationships. The sex anniversary didn't even come up. They should have been here this weekend. (laughs) Huge milestone. Um, But they claim that they're going to come back and shoot with us more in in two or three months or something. Well, I hope they do because I've got one loose end to tie up with them. Which is... They left a piece of gear here. Oh, Jesus. They left a camera bag. But you bag. know what, though? We can probably email what's-her-name because those two dudes live in our neighborhood. Yeah, they live across the park. Yeah, so she might be able to... You know what? Guys, we'll take care of it. Yeah, it's going to be taken care of. There's a camera bag strap here. And, man, I know, know what it feels like. <laughs> I know what it feels like to be missing one little piece to a thing that it makes like it a, all make sense. It does look like a high-end strap, Oh, yeah. Too. That strap looks like it holds lots of stuff. Um, but anyways, we'll keep you guys abreast about that. Um, basically, just letting you know we're going to be huge celebrities is uh, ultimately what I'm getting wow, at. Wow. That's quite a prediction. <laughs> I'm 100% sarcastic because you're the one who does the earnest vision planning. Vision boarding. Yeah. Uh, But um, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for celebrating our sex anniversary with us. seven minutes in, we've welcomed you to the show. Yeah. Happy sex anniversary to us. Yeah. And uh, when this episode appears in your iTunes or your Spotify or your what has it's whoosie what's it's yeah we will be heading to JFK airport to go to Puerto Rico for our baby moon gross which is like the worst name but I don't know what else to call we're going on a trip before this baby comes to celebrate our lives our love our magic and when I say magic I mean with a ck you know how people spell it like, like that sometimes? Yeah, well, like witchy witchy people spell it like Magique. that. Magic. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> um, 
So we're headed to Puerto Rico tomorrow, getting out of this fucking gray industrial nightmare uh, that is New York City at the moment. And uh, headed to the beach. So suck it, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This show, we just abuse our listeners. Uh, Anyone who's kind kind enough to spend their time with us, we just would like to shit on you for the next hour. Okay? And we are leaving our daughter in the hands of uh, the infamous, no, not infamous, just famous, uh, dog trainer extraordinaire Kelly from Hustle Pups. We're boarding our sweet little girl for the first time ever. I believe she was on episode 70, maybe 69. Who knows? She's somewhere in there. Earlier than that. This Uh, is episode 78. Can you believe it? Wow. Are you going to stay awake? Yeah. (laughs) I just woke up from a power nap. I feel powerful. Your eyelids are always just like telling a different story. Like I just got baked, bruh. Dude, man, Puerto Rico. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, they're not going to be here for a week. Maybe we'll rob their asses. Guess what? We have a house sitter and it's a psychopathic uncle of mine who owns several guns. So don't come to our apartment. Um. Yes. Psychopathic house sitter. Who you- hates dog? Well, he's allergic to dogs, so he can't watch Peggy. You've got... A- You've got to get yourself a psychopathic house sitter. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. We're not allowed to do Airbnbs in our building anymore, but you are allowed to have uncles with guns yes. come and just make sure everything's spick span. You know, yep, yep. Fim, flim flam, shim sham. <laughs> he does clean apartments. Uh... <laughs> um, so, hun, what's new? Well, I was thinking... Um, what are you we, thinking? We could just, you know, yeah, just do like a catch-up episode. You check mean like in. every week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, listen, we, we felt, we've fallen off on the bookings, uh, but we... We're doing the best we can. Listen, we're, we're showing up for the podcast. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're working on ourselves. We're getting our finances squared away. Oh my God. Are you guys sick of hearing about this already? We overshared about money last week, but you know what is nice is that uh, nobody, nobody is freaking out for me or anything. Like nobody, nobody was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like, is everything okay? Everything's fine. Honestly, the only responses I got were like, thank you so much for being so transparent. Mm. And Money is hard for me too. Or I'd actually like to go to one of those meetings with you sometime. So just a testament to my untested theory of everyone's fucked up about money. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I do love when people say thank you for being so transparent. I also love when people say thank you for being so transcendent. Transcendent. Do they say that? No, not a single person. Okay. I was thinking that would be very strange. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so, um, (laughs) so, uh, it's been great and see you guys next week. Yeah. Oh Uh, God, my indigestion. If you're a new listener, Ross is 20 weeks pregnant. Um, About 20 and a half going on 21. But hello to our new listeners. I did a moving job this week with a very nice young man and he, Said maybe he'll listen. So, bro, if you're listening, bro. thanks for checking it. I, I feel weird. I'm like, do I say this person's name? You always, you always uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> because he related to to many things. We we spent a lot of time in a truck together. I know. And when I'm you just... put two guys in a truck, you end up talking about your lives together. And he was like really relating to me about several things that we talk about on this show. Yeah. And he said, and I said, oh, actually my wife and I, he was like, wow, thanks for sharing that. I was like, oh, well, my wife and I like talk about it to uh, literally everyone. This is our gift. So. uh, No shame. So we have this podcast and he was like, oh, I want to check it out. So if you are indeed checking it out, hello. Hello, Uh, new friend. (laughs) Also, also, also. Last night, I performed in Atlantic City, New Jersey. What? And I just had the best time. He did. Best time. What a nice night of comedy. And <laughs> there's a couple what people. What a pitch. 
What a nice night of comedy. Would you like a nice night of comedy? Then hire Patrick Holbert. That's right. Okay. Uh, no, there were some people there who followed me on Instagram and I'm like, wow, do, are, do I have fans? Are these people, they really believe in what I have to say? Did they really find me that funny? And are they potentially now listening to this podcast? If you are, hello. Hi. Welcome. I'm his wife, Ross. I was not at the show last night. No, no, no. What's the last show? You, oh, you came to my big show in December. The big show. Which Jen D finally listened to. She said she liked it, you said? She said she loved it. She thought you were great. I have a secret recording of the show that I'm sending around to people to help me edit it. And when I say sending it around to people, I mean Jen and my friend Danny. Who's Danny? Danny Ortiz, a world famous storyteller, very funny man, very sensitive, intuitive Deeply connected to the human condition and emotion. Wow, wow, wow. Danny Ortiz. I had no idea. Ortiz. Danny Ortiz. With a, with a Z? No. Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think those are the only two people I sent links to of the show. Um, but if, if anybody out there really wants to see it, I'll send it to you. But you can't share. It's a work in progress. It's going to be much better. No sharesies. All right. No shares. And I think I'm going to record it as an album by the end of 2020. It's part of his vision. Vision. Ugh. Are you in touch with your vision? Vision people. Work. All right. So let's talk vision. <laughs> Just briefly. I've had enough. Of the podcast? <laughs> no. Of visions. Of visions. Of goddamn visions. I want to go to that vision boarding uh, craft fair. Where's, when's that? Did you hear them talking about it? That at must the, have been when I was out in the hallway eating a scone. No, it's when I was like, I looked at you and I was like, we got to go to that. I must have blocked it out. Anyway, we went to the program today, the money program, and they said that they're going to do a vision boarding workshop event where it's like a three hour meeting with arts and crafts and vision boarding supplies and you can go and make a physical vision board. Like truly nothing sounds more unappealing and more <coughs> discomfort seeking for me. Yeah, which is every, Which is why you should yes, go. Yes, contrary action. <laughs> contrary action. Fort City. Fort Fort City bitch. bitch. <laughs> I'd rather go to Fart City, honestly. What is the actual lyric to that song? Rack City? I think it's Rack City. My Dave rack, rack Dave City, can't bitch. get on us about this one because he don't know shit about hip hop. Um, I think it's Rap City. Rack City, Rap City, rap, I think it's rap, rap City, bitch. No, 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 no. Oh, no, man. no, 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 no. Dave, if you do know this song, I hope you're shaking in your boots. My brother keeps texting me after he listens to the episodes, being like, "You guys drive me fucking crazy." When like you're trying to figure out a song or like something from a show, it's like I just want to jump through a fucking microphone and like wring your necks. Yeah, he wants to wring our necks like that one wrestler. He wore like a Scottish kilt. <laughs> uh, he played bagpipes. Now you're literally oh, just what like was driving his name. Oh, that guy, that one wrestler. <laughs> From Boston. From Boston. (laughs) Scotty Pippen. Get it? Yes. (laughs) Um. Anyway, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So and I probably won't go to that. But I like the Google I just did on my phone. By the way, I just went from a page that was up for a recipe for overnight oats uh-huh. and I typed in Rack City lyrics and uh-huh. it is Rack City. Oh, it is. R-A-C-K. It goes like this. It goes, Rack City, bitch. Rack, Rack City, bitch. Rack City, Rack, bitch. Rack, Rack City, bitch. Rack, 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 Rack All City, right. bitch. Okay, 10, okay, 10, okay, 20 okay. on the, yo titties, bitch. Stop. On a deep VIP, no guest list. T.T. Raw, you don't know who you're fucking with. Please Got stop. Got my other bitch fucked. With my other bitch. Please stop. He, that's a love song. Oh, God. You just kept going. Um, that song is by Tyga, by the way. 
Oh, oh, he was with one of the Kardashians, wasn't he? Yeah, he seems like a real sweet young like man. Like a real piece of shit. Um, what was I about Vision to boarding. say? Vision boarding. Vision boarding. For you, vision boarding is waterboarding. Yes. Like forcing you to do arts and crafts. I mean, I don't want to do a vision board in front of people. Like I actually, I'm really against arts and crafts. I don't know why. Here's where I'll relate to you. I don't, because so many of these meetings we go to, they, you verbalize what your vision is for maybe your career, for your program, whatever, or you... Uh, verbalize actions you plan to take this week or actions you took last week. So it's like a lot of like sharing openly with strangers that you barely know. Very vulnerable. Uh, Yeah. It's like this vulnerable thing of like, like, do I want to sit there and say like, oh, I want to be a successful comedian. Like I don't, that feels so uncomfortable to say in front of. Which that's the part of it, right? Is like saying these like uncomfortable (laughs) things out loud, speaking them into existence like giving them some sort of um what's the word stakes no not stakes but like like helping them feel real and tangible to you by saying them out loud in front of people and maybe some sort of like accountability too yeah um which i'm into that and it is like it is very hard to be earnest for me uh that I wouldn't say that's something that comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And when I hear other people that it sounds like it comes naturally, that is also very hard yeah. for me, <laughs> but it's good for me to be around it. Yeah. But like when I think of a physical vision board, like collaging images mm-hmm. and words and things like that on a, on a big piece of construction paper, like what I would put on there for myself is like, Something that represents this album being recorded by the end of the year. So maybe like a microphone, Mm -hmm. like an image of a microphone or an audience being recorded. Uh, You know, I I would like to one day have a Netflix special. So the Netflix logo, like the idea of putting these things on a piece of construction paper in front of other people sounds like a nightmare. Also, just like. Flipping through magazines trying to find things like that's like a pair of scissors. That's the part, honestly, that sounds fucking terrible to me is like, I'm just like on the hunt for, I'm like, I don't know, I guess like, sure. Let me cut this fucking (laughs) thing out to put on. Like, it just sounds terrible. There's Elmer's glue everywhere. No, there's those, there's that one pair of scissors that has like the crimped edge. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to cut out this flower with this because the texture will work. And like when we went to that, um, what was that? That fucking sober sleepaway camp this past summer yeah. that was bursting with earnestness. And there was a lot of arts and crafts available. And you're supposed to like make little envelopes to like put mm-hmm. on the wall for like people to put love notes in and like, and not like romantic love notes, like platonic. Um, like gratitude. Yeah. Like just good gratitudes vibes. and platitudes. Like, I'm on. Hey, welcome to gratitudes and platitudes. And First of all, what are you thankful for? Second of all, what's a general statement that is meaningless? <laughs> um, and like, you know, one-on-one with people that I feel connected to, I don't have a problem with like earnestness, but I think for some reason with like more than one person, I'm just like, yeah well you um you have a hardened soul (laughs) and uh i think i got it from my dad mm, what do you mm, think maybe i was yeah i mean he uh yeah he he's he's got no interest in uh soft lovey kind of cushy no friendliness He loves a cutting judgment. Have you ever, though, stepped out of... Have you ever... These kinds of feelings of resistance and just gone with the flow on a thing sure, and then realize... you've seen me do it. Like, let's not yeah. act like you haven't seen me do it. You know what I was proud of you for today? Tell me. Uh, I really liked kind of noticing in my periphery that you were writing things down in your notebook. <laughs> And then when it came around to you to say your vision, you read these things that you had just written. And I thought that was very cool. 
Yeah, like, I wow, do that. that. That is cute that my Han <laughs> wrote out her vision and now she's reading it. That seems been, very brave. I've been, I've been doing that for a few weeks. I thought that was very brave of you. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and then I was writing down people's names that I thought looked and sounded like people I wanted to talk to so that I would remember their names and then write down their phone numbers. Yeah, I do that too. I'm a um, real stalker. That's part of it, by the way, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Because the room is full. It's like filled to the brim with people and you don't know really most of them. So there's really yeah. like, and in the beginning, everybody shares their name and their vision. So that's really the only way you can kind of remember who you would like to talk to or get their yeah. number or something. Or then you end up seeing people you've been seeing around for years in other groups, other meetings. And like we had that experience in the hallway with Richard today, who we've Ugh. known for over a decade. Like we've known yeah, that guy so for like weird. 10 years. That's so weird. And that was such a sweet moment because you today woke up on <laughs> a side of the bed. I woke up on a side. But then we saw this man <laughs> and you said outside like, wow, he changed my whole day. Yeah, he was Take just, us through that. He was, just, through. <laughs> he was just so sweet and genuine. Like, I don't know. I just woke up in a funk today. And I think I'm somebody that vacations before I'm there really stress me out. Like the day or two before. I love planning a vacation. But then the day or two before where I have to start packing and I have to get like business in order at home. I start getting stressed out and I often start picking my face, which is a blast while Patrick takes a fucking flash photo of me right now. God help us. I'm taking video and it's so dark in here that I couldn't see anything. God help us. Um, so I did a little skin picking yesterday. Uh, I didn't do all my like DA debtors anonymous actions that I wanted to take. And so I just woke up with like, some beating myself up for not being like the most healthy, positive, productive person on the planet. And I was like, I don't want to fucking go to this goddamn meeting. And of course the meeting was fine and I got some stuff out of it, but I was still feeling a little just like, ugh. Uh, and then we ran into this man who we know from the alcohol and drug program, the beverage program who we haven't seen in forever. And I don't even really know that well, but he remembered both of us and said that he like remembered hearing about us. Like our, he said our love story. He was like, we were there for your love story. Yeah, we witnessed your love story. <laughs> and it was just so sweet. And he hugged both of us. And I don't know. It just we felt, shared with him that you were pregnant. Yes. And it just felt very, he was like, oh my God, you guys are still together. And I was like, not only are we still together, we're married and expecting a baby. So we're like really together. Yeah. Uh, and he just seemed genuinely happy for us. And it's just like, he just seemed like a very sweet, generous man. Yeah. Uh, and gave us both a big hug, which I appreciated. And then I was just like, ah, I love him. Yeah. And like some people just have like full good vibes bursting yeah. from their seams. And like no uh, bullshit. Yeah. Full good vibes. Yeah. That's what I like. No bullshit. Full good vibes. Full good vibes. <laughs> That'd be a cool uh, t-shirt or something. No, it wouldn't. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that was in the no bullshit category. <laughs> um, you know, that, you know, the thing with vacations though, I don't know. I think I put a lot of subconscious pressure on like, I want everything at home to be like wrapped up in a bow before I go on vacation which it never is, mm, rarely. Uh, and I'm just so fucking hard on myself about like how much I get done in a day and uh, and then, you know, face picking starts and we're just off to the races. Yeah, do you think the face picking is like, I have these things to do, I don't want to do them, so here's a distraction? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. The doctor is in. I mean, I know that's what it is. <laughs> Which, by the way, has gotten so much better. And I, I think that's actually why I was kind of bummed out about it. Because I, <coughs> I feel like I haven't really engaged in that for, I don't know, at least 
a few weeks, I feel like I've been doing pretty well. And overall, I'm way better. Yeah, I don't even know what part of your face you went. You did anything. Yeah, it's not even anything bad or like like it used to be where I would like really fucking do some damage. Yeah. Um, but just enough to be like, why'd you do that? That's annoying. Like, but it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. I am an imperfect human. I am doing things imperfectly. And that is what humanity is. Okay. Is that, uh, was that Buddha? The Buddha? Yeah, it was the Buddha. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was. You better bring your grade A top notch (laughs) in the moment off the cuff jokes. They better be 100%. My jokes aren't good. If you're coming on this podcast, do not make her roll her eyes. (laughs) She will cut you off at the fucking knees. Yeah, you're going to be waddling to Puerto Rico on knees only, you dumb bitch. Sir, you're bleeding out. Why are you getting on this plane? <laughs> I just tried to make a joke about the boot. <laughs> My wife hated it, so she cut me off at the knees. <laughs> she fucking shot me. <laughs> she, she machete chopped mm-hmm. my damn calves off. With her eyes. Um, Guys, big news this week. One of my favorite people in the podcast world, Brian Safi from Throwing Shade. Wow. He, he regrammed me and oh. we've had the smallest of interactions on Instagram. But now I know that we are best friends. Yes. It's true. It's real. And it's not just one sided anymore because he wrote back. Ha ha ha. To he, something I said. He sees you and he believes you. Yes. He knows. Uh, now he knows. I did say, should we name our child middle name Safi? <laughs> so like maybe Sophie Safi. Holbert. Just take his Syrian last name and Sophie Safi Holbert. Holbertino. Um oh by the way. I don't know if I want to say the name that we want to use now. Well, I don't think we should. And okay. here's the thing, not because we're all I'll like I'll tell you off the air. Not like Oh, it's a secret. We're superstitious. It's because my wife is fucking fickle. (laughs) And there have been lots of names. Everyone is fickle about names. Come on. Yeah, but there was one name we were like, oh, we're, yeah, that's it. That's the name. And then you're like, no, not doing that anymore. Things happen. Yeah. Well, just so the point is, (laughs) we don't want to get anybody attached to anything. And then next thing you know, she's like, nope. Anyway, there have been some heinous names being pitched. (laughs) Give me some of your top heinous. I was trying to remember like early on there was one that you hated Cordelia. Yeah, like Cordelia. Esme is not horrible, but like it's a little bit heinous. Laverne. No, I kind of like Laverne. You were into Laverne. I think Laverne is actually still in the running. It's a still good contender. Okay. Especially with this Senator Lamar Alexander. I'm like, yeah, let's give this baby a black name. (laughs) Laverne is black, right? There are a lot of black Lavernes, uh, certainly from my Googling. It's like all like Lavernes of note do happen to be black. Was Laverne and, Laverne and Shirley two white ladies on that sitcom? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And she's a very famous Laverne. Uh, and what made me think about it was like some footage on the show Idiot Abroad where he met an Amish man named Laverne. Oh, right. So that person is white. (laughs) Uh, My dad calls Amish the Amish. He says, yeah, you know, the Amish down in Pennsylvania. Sure. Fuck it. Like nobody says Amish, right? But also like they'll never know. Yeah. (laughs) They're not listening to my dad's tweets. (laughs) Your dad tweets. I love the idea of your dad tweeting in all caps. With his fucking glasses down at the end of his nose. Please. And his fucking greased up, calloused, scabby psoriasis fingers just tip tapping away Come on. at the screen. <laughs> they don't look as horrendous as you just described them, but they're it, mitts. They're mitts. And it's not psoriasis. It's eczema. Great. Thanks for <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> Thank you so much for clarifying. Um... 
So we're going to Puerto Rico tomorrow. We'll be there until Saturday. And again, we have a psychotic uncle with many guns. Correct. And also, I forgot to mention the swords staying in our apartment. <laughs> the swords. Forgot to mention the swords. Um... And we're staying at this hotel called the Dreamcatcher in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which I've stayed at this hotel twice. Uh, once with my dear friend, Britta, and a second time for my bachelorette party. And the time before those two times you were in Puerto Rico. We got engaged. That was a trip that changed your life forever. Yeah, so, poor, uh, right, just mine. And, uh... Puerto Rico is very special to us. Yes. So, and this is sort of like without us really being conscious of it, this is like a special time of year for us. Yeah. Sex anniversary. Sex anniversary. Our our ninth dating anniversary was January twenty eighth. Yeah, I think we can say like nine years together. Yeah. Uh we had like a date that really changed it all at the end of January. At the Regal Union Square Cinemas. Then came the sex, hence the sex anniversary. Yes. Uh, and then we ended up getting married on February 19th of 2017. So like the end of January to the end of February, it's sort of like, this you is know, our time. it's an anniversary time of yeah. sorts for us. And the holidays continue. The holidays continue. And we just kind of happened to book this trip right around then without really thinking all of that through. And then I was like, Oh yeah, this is like an anniversary we're trip. Ce- we're celebrating all of these things. So yeah, we're going to bring uh, some witchy uh, stuff to do some voodoo on the beach to celebrate the winter right. moon. And we're is supporting. Sure. Uh, we're supporting Puerto Rico <laughs> and all their trials and tribulations. Earthquakes. Yeah. It's good to go to Puerto Rico. They need tourism and, even though my mom was like, you're still going? I'm like, yes, mom. The aftershocks are over, right? I think so. But San Juan wasn't really feeling much of it after the initial, I don't think. Mm. But we'll let you know next Sunday. <laughs> we'll let you know what happened. Yeah, if there's not an episode out on February 10th, that Monday, that means we're dead. Okay? That's not funny. Or stranded. That's not funny. I'm with child. Oh, yeah. That would be very tragic. <laughs> um, What else, son? Hmm. Well. Uh, <laughs> Looks like Trump's not getting impeached, as predicted. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, the Iowa caucus starts tomorrow. An emotional roller coaster. I had a dream that Elizabeth Warren won the Democratic primary, and that made me really happy. But also, I was like, even in my dream, she like didn't win the presidency. She just won the primary. I think I'm going to vote for Bernie. Really? I just like him. Okay. He's just we're a, seems, we're a split progressive household. He just seems so tough. Like he's he's tough on crime. You don't feel like Warren's tough? There's something... Oh, my God. Don't say there's something about her. (laughs) There's something... You just wish she wasn't so aggressive? No, 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 no. It's like she's... I don't know. I just can't put my finger on it, but there's just something. Well, here's something I'll say. (laughs) You know how, like, a lot of people say men won't vote for her just because she's a woman, basically? Sure. I think there's a lot of women who won't vote for Bernie or another man because they're a man. Oh, oh no. I bet that's going on. Oh no. I'm so sorry. I bet. I am so, how does it feel? Oh, I don't care. I'm just saying. How does it feel? I, I don't care how it feels. Oh no. I just think there are also people voting from their, their guts like that. From their genitals. Uh, how about Suspiria? We could do a Suspiria film review. Oh, fucking a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> or we could check in about The Bachelor. Did I watch this week? Yes, I finally forced Am you to, to finish watching it. Um, we also talk about The Bachelor franchise, RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, new season coming up, kids. 
So this end podcast, of February season twelve. We talk about everything until politics comes up, and then we start to hate each other. No, we are on the same page. We're basically fighting over the same candidate, so I think it's okay. Um, be careful with my crystal ball, please. Am I allowed to touch it like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like take it out of its holder? Yeah, but just be fucking careful with it because a quartz ball is expensive. This came from that the witch woman's house. The witch. Do you think um do you think I'm not a careful person? No, I'm just fucking saying, okay? Um no, let's unpack this a little bit more. You think that women are just not going to vote for a man? Well, I think some women like that. I mean, that's believe- probably true, but what's, are you trying to make more of a point beyond that? Like, what's your point? Well, I was just thinking like, if I say that I'm voting for Bernie, I bet Ross will think, uh, because like, I don't want to vote for Warren because maybe I have some deep seated misogyny or prejudice against a woman, uh, which got me thinking that I think some people won't vote for Bernie because he's a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also because there's never been a woman representing any of our interests in the history of America as a president. <laughs> I also just wonder about her like, I mean, she used to be a Republican, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like what makes her a hero now? I like that she is somebody that is willing to admit when she's wrong and willing to change. I like that about her. What did she say about the uh, DNA test? That was not her finest moment by any means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think she might have doubled down on it and was like, no, it was important to me. Like, and was slightly tone deaf about it. But I'm also someone that's like, I don't know. If I like somebody, I am willing to like see a full picture of a person. If I don't like them, I can be unfair. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I've already made my decision. I don't like you. And I like Bernie. I do. He's OG progressive. Like I would be down for Bernie as president, like an old Jew in the white house. Great into it. Who like really doesn't seem like he gives a fuck about like what his <laughs> legacy is. Like he really does seem like he just has the things he believes in and he's, he just wants to fight for them. And like he doesn't care how it comes out of his mouth that much. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I guess I just get. And this is like, but this is so much of the issue, right? Is like, we all have these biases that we're coming to this with and how people just like make us feel like, and Warren hasn't even been in politics for that long. Bernie has been a lot longer, but I think because she came from this place of like being on that committee and was like getting all this shit done, like regulating uh, Wall Street it seems like she's gotten a lot of stuff done and then she like comes in and fucking is like, I'm here. I'm fucking telling you what's going on. Of course I like that about her, Mm -hmm. but I do get a very collaborative vibe from her. And she's also like, she's talking about like, um, mortality rates in hospitals, like how black women have a much higher mortality rate when it comes to like, um, giving birth and like she's talking about <coughs> the injustice in these sort of like quote unquote niche ways that I think Bernie also talks about but like I'm sorry if a woman is talking about maternal death rates I'm gonna listen to her more than a dude yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> you know what I mean Um, so I don't know I just I think that She just, for me, and this could be completely subjective and bias on my part, she just feels like a more collaborative person. And I also feel like I just 
see her as somebody that would be willing to like bring people in that are experts at things that she's not an expert on. Mm. But that's my idealized vision of her. Yeah. (laughs) But regarding biases, I am a guy who my therapist is a lady. Mm -hmm. You love ladies. I make much faster friends with women. Absolutely. I'm attracted to women who are more dominant. Yeah. And more. That's why I'm surprised you're not all for Warren. (laughs) Yeah. I am all for Warren. uh, uh, Grabbing me by the balls and making (laughs) me. No. Um, So, yeah, like I, I, I would love to have a, a female president. Um, but I also like, I don't know. I don't think Hillary Clinton is helping no. very much. Like these like, no, she needs these, to go away. These public barbs about Bernie. Like, I think that kicked up something in me. Like, yeah, where I'm like, I've always, I've always hated these like political dynasties. Like yeah. the Clintons, the Bushes, like all, all that stuff, like the Kennedys, it, it creeps me out. Yeah. I think it's really weird. They definitely were up to no good. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it. And like, I think Bernie just seems like such a grassroots guy. And sure, I bet Warren is too. But like, I don't know. There's something that's just becoming more and more appealing to me about him. Uh, the more I read and kind of watch him and like the, Bernie de- bro. the debates. I'm a Bernie bro. <laughs> um, We'd be lucky to have either one of them, honestly. I also am a Yang ganger. Yes, I love I, that guy. I love him too. Oh, if any of them are smart, they will like bring him on in some sort of huge capacity. And I bet I, they all have their faults and things that I course. don't like about them. But like I am... I think I'm also just like, I listened to a Joe Rogan episode last night on oh, the way home. Hold on to your hats, everybody. From my show in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I was just like really enjoying this interview. And like, uh, like one of the criticisms Bernie is getting is that he went on the Joe Rogan show and that he associates with this transphobic, homophobic guy and all this stuff, which is just like, not true like I think Joe Rogan has been incredibly clumsy with how he talks about certain things and there are, he'll, he'll he'll talk about how he's not transphobic but at the same time uh, dead naming people and using the wrong gender pronouns when he's talking about people and I'm listening thinking well that is you you are being like subconsciously transphobic by not, not even subconscious but but yeah you're you're like you're not helping your case, you know? No. But, and so I have lots of criticisms of that guy. Uh, but so many of his episodes are just like fascinating and great sure. interviews and like yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyable. And uh, I don't know, like I, I just am in this place where I'm like, I want to be able to say I'm into something or some politician or some personality or whatever without feeling uh, like I'm not allowed to say that. Totally. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's like a bigger conversation of like cancel culture, I think. But uh, it's like smart of Bernie to go on that show because that's like maybe reaching a demographic of people that think he's like this crazy leftist person. And Joe Rogan probably has some more conservative listeners. And yeah, like, fine, go on there and talk. Like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be one thing if he was like going on some fucking white nationalist podcast. I mean, Joe Rogan's definitely not my fucking cup of tea, but, and like you said, you have criticisms of the guy, but I don't necessarily, like, I don't think it hurts anything about Bernie's resolve to go and speak his truth to numb nuts Joe Rogan. Yeah. Sue Akins was on there. We still got to watch that. Ugh. Well, I don't really need to watch it, honestly. I don't like Joe Rogan's voice. Like, it really is like... Like, I just can't... I Because all I hear is like, bro, 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 mm-hmm. bro. Like, I just... I can't... It's basically like vocal fry to me. That I'm just like, ugh. 
Like that's the thing about him. And, and it is, it's my bias. It's like, it's how he looks and sounds, how he looks and sounds. I'm just like, you must be terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not fair. I know. I loved him on news radio back in the day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but he's just not, he's just not for me, you know? But I literally know nothing about him other than what you're telling me right now. He also likes what, um, conspiracy theories. Only a little bit. I think he used to be way more into them. Um, I think the turn offs for you would be that he's very into MMA and martial arts. Uh, he's, I mean, that's fine. He's really into sport hunting. Oh God. Well, that's terrible. But with that said, he's really into sustainability. Okay. And envi- so he's like using the whole animal when he kills it? Environmentalism. He's into like the um historical ways of hunting things. How and- this became a fucking Joe Rogan discussion, I don't know. I think just I think just talking about Bernie and um it's on my mind. I like just like woke culture in general is on my mind. I know. Uh, based on actually the interview I was listening to of him, with him last night, but also like during the, I was trying to articulate this to you earlier, but like, yeah, these shows in Atlantic city last night were in this club, uh, where the crowd was like incredibly diverse. There were a lot of young people from various demographics and a lot of older people from various demographics but the crowds were so good at both shows. And, uh, but I kind of had this suspicion of like, I bet this is mostly a politically conservative kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I'll bet if there was an election in here tonight, Trump would win again. And, um, you know, part of me that's upsetting, obviously that's like, that's not the country I want to live in, but those are, those shows were so fun and I felt so connected to them as human beings, but also they were into my comedy. So that felt good. And it just got me thinking about like all, like so much of my social media feeds are ultra progressive woke comedians who have some pretty hard line stances about like who people should vote for, how these candidates should be talked about, why Bernie is garbage or why Warren is the the truth or whatever. And like, Sometimes I'm just like, I don't like they talk about people like Trump supporters, like they're dumb, like they're bad people, like they're evil, like um, whatever. Like there's a disdain and a and a hatred toward like whole segments of our country. And I just it just kind of makes me wonder, like, do these would these comics even want to do this show if they knew it was like a pretty conservative crowd like well but or- you, can you also see how like maybe female and minority comics may not want to perform for highly conservative crowds i can of course but i also guess i see comedy as a way to like show people different parts of sure. the world and different ways of looking at things yeah. and that but it just might be too triggering for some performers yeah. You know, like. Yeah. The way I posed it to you is like, would some of these woke comics even want to do like have a show, do a show like that? And you said maybe not. And it, I guess I um, I just assume comics just want to work. I uh, mean, but also we're speaking generally, you know, so it's like I'm sure there are some people that. Would have your stance on it, whether they are. um a woman or a minority or both or not at or none of those things, you know, like maybe they just have strong political beliefs, but I see what you're saying about like the, the progressive black and white thinking. Um, and probably most, I would imagine most comedians do just want to perform, but also like there is just some stuff that is like very triggering and people just like, don't, want to bring their art to like crowds that just don't feel safe or that they're like connected to. Yeah. I mean, and I've certainly done shows where by the end of it, I'm like, 
I hate that I shared this stuff mm. with these people. Like they don't deserve to get to know me on this level. Right. You know, because yeah. so much of my material is so personal. Uh, so, I, yeah, I can totally understand that. I mean, it's it's an interesting time. I, my brain has been filled with a lot of thoughts this past week. <laughs> and honestly, I'm apprehensive to even bring this up. But so as we know, Kobe Bryant passed away in a very tragic way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been getting lost in comments on Instagram over a lot of infighting like white feminism versus black feminism conversations that are going on. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, uh, there is no, I'm very uncomfortable (laughs) in this moment. No, yes. In this moment, but I'm very uncomfortable by the conversation, which I think is the point. Uh, and a lot, there is a lot of outspoken white feminists, famous and not famous, just people on the internet that are coming out hard about the fact that Kobe Bryant was a rapist. And there's a lot of black feminists that are like, this is none of your business. Stay out of it. Uh, which of course made me feel defensive And, but I see the points, like it's, it's such a complicated, bigger conversation, but it's like, there's this one woman I follow on Instagram named she, she Rose, who is a fairly well-known writer of some kind. I think she does a lot of creative writing and journalism. Um, but she's a bit like infamous on Instagram and incredibly outspoken about how she's like not here to put up with white nonsense and Mm. like explaining things to white people. Like she's just like not fucking interested. And, um, and she doesn't deny anything about Kobe Bryant, but she's basically like, like, white feminists like you don't need to weigh in on this topic like this Mm -hmm. doesn't need this I'm like oh it triggers you I'm sorry I don't give a fuck like you took the me too movement from us like you've made it all about you like you don't get to comment on this Mm -hmm. and I do understand that you know like that maybe that's not our conversation to be having and it does seem that it this whole Kobe Bryant thing, it feels very racially charged mm-hmm. in like where people fall on him being like a hero, you know? And I don't know. It's just, it's, I have no answers or like clear statements about it. I guess I just, like I was reading a lot of comments and seeing both sides. And I mean, I fucking hate the internet. There's like so much trolling going on. But also like as somebody who thinks of themselves as like an intersectional white feminist, uh, there is that part of me, which I'm very embarrassed to admit. And I was saying this to another friend of mine. It's like there is that part of me that like wants my black friends to tell me, well, you're not that kind of white person. Mm -hmm. Like, don't Mm -hmm. don't worry. We're not talking about you, you Mm -hmm. know, and like that's part of the problem right yeah i think that in itself was on the litmus test for whether or not you're that kind of white exactly but i i'm I'm admitting that that like that is a subconscious thing for me and i think i need to be more aware of that you know and no kobe bryant literally means nothing to me I, i you know i'm very sorry like it's a terribly tragic loss there are terribly tragic losses all day every day mm-hmm. you know so for me it's kind of like yes that's sad as is this and this and this like mm-hmm. all like all these other things right um but you know if it was like david bowie and there was like there there are some stories of like 
terrible things that David Bowie did in his twenties when mm-hmm. like with young groupies and shit, uh, I would be struggling. That's a really great comparison to make because yeah. Yeah. I think people get hung up on. Yeah. Hmm. I like that comparison. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that a lot because that was like a celebrity death that did really affect me. Like yeah. I cried. I was like really upset about it. Meanwhile, there's people who his music will never make any sense no, to. No, they don't give a fuck. And they're like, I don't care about that guy. And I'm like, he's so important. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's just, it's like how celebrity culture affects us all in different ways. And it, it does have some racial divides, whether we like it or not, you know? And well, yeah, which makes me think of this thing I was just thinking that I might not be able to articulate properly. But oh, I'm not like, articulating anything. So properly. much, so much of this week and the reaction to that accident was um, instantaneous, mm-hmm. global, and ne- feels like everyone sharing an opinion about it. Instantaneous, like social media and the internet makes it possible for everyone to react at the same time to one. In the grand scheme of thing, things, one minuscule thing that happened, mm-hmm. uh, where in the past, like if that happened 30 years ago, uh, it would eventually be national news, but probably not until the next day or whatever. Um, and the specific community that is most affected by it would rally around it and... and um, Protect it, I guess. Yeah, protect it and hold it in some Mm -hmm. way, you know? Yeah. Whereas now it's like this thing happened and then instantaneously it's everyone's allowed to just chime in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which just creates this um, chaotic uh, loop, looping feedback thing. Right. Where it's just like people reacting to the reactions and then reacting to those reactions and... Uh, it gets pretty heated pretty quickly. It's like a supercharged like vat of right. opinions. Um, and the speed of it just makes it all so uh, upsetting. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I was going down the rabbit hole and feeling like shit. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. just was like, I'm a terrible feminist, but now I'm also feeling defensive and like, you know, there's still that voice in me that's just like, yeah, but like, isn't having constructive conversation going to like be better for all of us? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but that's also a very uh, privileged perspective, you know, and I don't know. And I, but I guess also because I feel like I'm part of the problem. I could be very quick to throw my like things that I do really believe I can like throw under the bus, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I'm wrong altogether. So I shouldn't feel any of these things, you know, mm-hmm. like, like holding on to the idea that like, wouldn't talking about it, like in a constructive way, be helpful and healing to all of us, which I think I do ultimately believe, but I also do really understand that there's, it's just so complicated, Mm -hmm. you know? And also, you know, this one woman's comment thread that I went down the rabbit hole, she obviously doesn't speak for like all like non-white women, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I don't know, man, it's fucking complicated. Well, it's, it's, (laughs) it's the perfect example. It's made me think a lot. And I think that's good, you know, that it's like made me, think about all these different things. Like, I I think that's actually a very good thing. And, uh, I don't know. I also think it's just a good example of how like it is possible to feel many things at the same time. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That by being compassionate and flexible people, we can allow other people to feel conflicting things or confusing things or things that don't line up with what we feel uh, like everyone's entitled to having their feelings and there doesn't have to be one right take, like one right. take that yeah. nails it all, you yeah. know? Uh, cause that's what I think gets so upsetting for people is like, 
people just trying to make it sound like they know exactly the right way to feel about this thing. And it's like, no, there's lots of different ways. Many things are true that are totally opposed. Yeah. Ugh. The internet is just, I just don't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> But please do keep listening to the podcast. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Premium. I don't even know where this plays, but it's yeah, on the internet. I don't internet. think it's on Stitcher Premium. The joke is that it's on the internet. It's on the internet and can be found on all major podcast mediums. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice Spotify. You can only go back like two episodes or something. Really? Yeah. Let me see if that's true on that's Wi-Fi. That's weird. Let me see. Let me see if that's true on Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's different when you're not on the Wi-Fi. Um, I'm 60 years old. I'm now having like shame about talking about this, but um, I don't know. I hope it's helpful for anyone to... It's like it's hard to think about these things and your place in them, even if you're not like directly related to these like sort of social and racial justice issues and, and doing it so imperfectly and uh, acknowledging your own biases and privilege, but also having things you believe in and wanting to talk about it. Cause it feels so important, but like not knowing the best way and you know, I'm sitting here with my white husband in our very nice apartment trying to like unpack my feelings around some things. <laughs> so I don't know. I hope anyone can relate and no, I'm not, I'm, I don't actually want my black friends to tell me I'm not one of those white people. Uh, it's just, I'm acknowledging that that's, I just want to be cool, you know? <laughs> I just want to be cool and told that I'm alternative enough. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, thanks for listening. Everybody. Happy Valentine's day. <laughs> Happy Super Bowl. We hope your team won. We hope the players that you're rooting for don't die of dementia and old age. The players on your team, namely Ben Jules and Mick Nichols. <laughs> Daniels. Daniels. You know, the big players. What was the one you mentioned today? Um, Dennison. Dennison. I think there is a Dennison. Did Dennison make the kick? I hope he did. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this fever dream. We love you. Bye. 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 Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs>